Yo, 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 what's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 8 of the FSG Squadcast Apex Edition. Hope you guys are feeling good. We obviously missed last week because there was some technical complications. But we're back right now and we have a lot of stuff to talk about, of course. I mean, season 15 just dropped. We haven't even given you guys our thoughts on season 15 and we have a lot of thoughts on this season. So, Thoran, what's up? How are you doing? Jay, what's up? How are you doing? What's up? What's up? I'm uh... Is he growing a mustache? I think I just noticed that. Are you Why growing are a mustache? people saying that? It is not Dude, a mustache. Dude, you're totally growing a mustache. Yeah, it's not yeah. a mustache. I'm trying to do like a full, uh, full like face thing, but I just don't have anything growing. So, uh, the yo, mustache, I, was... I guess it just showed. Yo, that was me as well, bro. Just, just keep at it. Just keep at it. Yeah, I'm it. just gonna. Well, I actually got clipped on stream the other day because I was like, yeah, look at my facial hair. Then I realized I was like, bro, I got a gobble like turtle turtlenecks it just looks like i got no jaw structure anymore since i put on the weight you know once the bear comes out it's gonna give you like a modifying joy right so yeah that's why good. i'm trying to do it i'm trying to yeah. cover up the the weight I've, I've packed on all right but speaking about jaws jaws have nothing to do with season 15 i don't even know why i said that Thinking about Jaws, yeah, uh, the Apex yeah. fans' jaws are chomping at a new season because they're not liking nice. this one. Yeah, there you go. I like that. So I want to ask you guys one question before we get into our thoughts, right? Why do so many pros hate season 15? Because uh, no rank changes. That's it. That's all. all there is to say. No rank changes. That's the only, that's the only thing you need to say. That's the main yeah. thing. I think also like no, like if there was at least a new weapon, I feel like like they'd still be upset, but they'd be like, not as upset like there would be like a, yeah, yeah, yeah it would not I mean, even if, if there, there were, were rank changes. changes but if there were rank changes and no new weapon they wouldn't care about the new weapon though yeah. Fox, i don't yeah. think Fox. i think the rank changes are the biggest thing and another thing is not really just the fact that there's no rank changes it's the fact that we heard from the rank battle royale designer that there would be changes if the w key meta was bad we could obviously observe that it was bad and there was still no rank changes so it was kind of like did you even mean what you said or what 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 did you say that for or like i'm con confused i you, i always wonder if the the player retention thing is still it's kind of funny know. with the w key meta because like it was hyper aggressive even on storm point it was a problem right so they add in a brand new map which i actually really enjoy the new map but if you thought it would be less w key meta like that was a horrible call because the rail system basically lets you fly yeah exactly across the yeah. map to third party and like yeah. on a casual player stance i it's fun i love the i love the rail system but like when it comes to ranked yeah it's definitely i saw a lot of people saying that uh on twitter a lot of pros are saying that it's it's a public map and some people saying it's a public match map. Some people were saying that uh, it was fun to try, but they don't think it's it. They they still think that it's gonna be uh, they, that it needs to be Stormpoint World's Edge. Just what a lot of people were saying. So I don't know. Uh, I, I think it's it, at the end of the day, with it being a new map, I think it probably will have a good effect as, to some degree in the ALGS scene, being that it is something new that we haven't mm -hmm. seen before mm -hmm. from the viewer perspective. But as far as people enjoying it last year i mean it was very obvious that people the pro the higher levels enjoyed uh storm point the most uh and it was that it was the most consistent map and so i, I don't know I, I really don't know how the new map is going to uh flour or if it will flourish or how it'll kind of continue to go down yeah you know what's really funny we had uh pvpx on our podcast a couple of weeks ago right i mean we're talking about around changes on we were kind of speculating if we'd see any wrong changes this season and we all were kind of doubtful because of you know real well response track record with like you know de delivering on promises so i really wasn't surprised to be honest i was surprised that we got to see zero legend changes though 
that was kind of surprising to me, especially mm-hmm. when so many pros were upset. Not even just pros, but like I guess players on a whole were kind of upset with the legend meta in season 14. So to have no like serious meta changes in this brand new season with a brand new map was kind of unexpected. But like, you know, talking about something positive, at least I really do enjoy this brand new map. I'm somebody who only really plays pubs. I don't really play around like that. Um, yeah, I'm not, me too. I just play pubs, you know, go for clips, get content, stuff like that. So for a casual player from a pubs player's perspective, I actually enjoy this map a Same. lot. It kind of yeah, gives yeah. me a mix between, um, I want to say Olympus and Stone Point, if that makes sense. I kind of get like a, yeah, a perfect thanks, yeah. mix, bet- yeah, a mix between those two maps. I love how it plays. The real system to me is really good for pubs because in pubs you want a W key, you want to get kills, right? Exactly. So I, yeah. yeah, I could land somewhere like the Foundry, which is completely on the edge of the map, and literally rotate into the main POIs in like fifteen seconds. So it's dope. Um, I like the new map. Responded a good job for pubs at least on the new map, and. It's always interesting to see the pros reaction. I really I actually saw a clip where Nick Mooks was like he basically said that the pros are always complaining, at least you know, responders trying. Listen, on the one hand, people are gonna complain, man, you know, but on the other hand, like it's part of the game, you know, it's a billion dollar company. So when people complain about things for years and years and years and there's no changes in those departments, obviously they're gonna have some shit to say. I understand like a lot of these pro players and these three, four year Apex guys that are complaining about things that haven't been fixed for a long time. I understand that. On the other hand, you know, they're getting new maps and they're getting all this new stuff. A lot of these things they haven't asked for, but they're still getting new shit. Shit, you can see that EA's trying. They're definitely trying. Apex is trying, which is true. But you also have to take into consideration that these pros have been playing Apex since mm-hmm. launch. So, like, they're just tired. The same way how Nick Milks was tired of Warzone and left, these pros yeah. are tired yeah. of Apex. So. I, I saw that. I saw that tweet, and I saw where a lot of people are saying it's fair. It's a fair point because yes, they are trying. They're doing a decent job of getting some stuff out compared to their competitor, or you know, as far as content goes and new modes and stuff. Yeah, uh, sure. But also, you know, it, it, it's one of those things where sometimes it's good to see it through those fresh eyes and kind of say, hey, at the end of the day, we don't have it that bad. You know, some people aren't getting content at all. At the same time, you can't ignore the perspective of the eyes of the people that have been here since day one who have been like Nick doesn't know what it's like to ask, ask, mm-hmm. ask, ask, and they don't listen. They don't bring. So he may be coming into a better situation uh, from you know wherever he came from, but it doesn't necessarily exclude the fact that players don't have the right to be upset that they've asked time and time again about certain things and there's been no changes or response to it or anything like that. So, but you could also argue the fact that Call of Duty has been working on on a new game, and I mean you know they just launched Warzone two with their Modern Warfare two. Maybe that's why they weren't bringing you know stuff as much. I don't know, but I would love to see an Apex too. But that's neither here nor there. But regardless. I don't know. I, I think I think Respawn just really missed a big jump uh, with this season by not changing enough. Like I, th- I think we saw with this update that new maps and new legends don't save the game. It's not enough. Like, and that's crazy because I really thought that you know this was going to be too. one of the biggest seasons. But I was so like, wait, what do you mean? And we're gonna talk about this later on as well. But this wasn't the most successful season launch, and I was really expecting it to be up there. Especially it wasn't even as big stuff. as the as the last season launch, which had which didn't even crazy. have a new map. Yeah, that's although crazy. they bring back Skull Town, which was pretty hype. I will say true, that. true, true, true. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, nostalgia brings hype. So yeah, uh, a fair point. I, I did kind of want to jump on the legend buffs. I think I know the reason why it didn't happen. So 
back in season 13, I got a bunch of like stuff that was going to come to the game. Like the Loba Heirloom I told everyone about, the Wraith Prestige skin I told everyone about, the Flatline Heatsink Recolor I told everyone about. And it all came together, and they've all, like up to this point, they've all released into the game. And the other thing that I leaked was they are working on new character classes. And it's the only thing we haven't seen in the game yet. Personal thought is those are probably pretty close. And so with redesigning and putting in brand new classes, they don't want to change the meta or they True. don't want to add in a bunch of buffs and nerfs because they're just going to, it's all going to be changed fairly soon. Anyways, that would be my part. Right. Um, but yeah, I just, I think that's what happened. I think it was a bad choice. Uh, you should have well, probably had that ready for season 16, but yeah. Do you think that respawn is going to nerf Sarah after he gets his heirloom this season? <laughs> exactly. Like, that's so funny. That's so funny because, like, you know, they're, they're trying to, you know, set the scene for these new legend classes, yet they're still going to nerf Sarah. They just didn't nerf him because money <laughs> yeah i saw i saw a meme the other day because people were aggravated that oh you know like catalyst actually isn't anti-seer like we thought and some people were like commenting saying no just wait for his heirloom come out to come out then they'll then they'll they'll, they'll yeah. make her anti-seer yeah yeah that's so, so yeah i don't know I, it's it's tough i i agree thornton that i i don't think that it was the right call it makes sense when you say that it's like okay well you know they probably don't want to make any crazy changes knowing that all the legends are about to get a change with these classes at the end of the day i think legend changes are almost as equal to bringing a new gun because it makes the game feel so different like it makes the game feel like an entirely uh yeah. but with a new meta i mean it literally is a different game like if you don't have the same legend in every single rank session or something it you're you're forcing to play a new play style with new abilities and it really gives this massive freshness to the game so yeah uh, sweatband hit the nail on the head is that like the new app is cool and the new le and the new legend is is you know slightly refreshing but it's just not enough like you've got to have some other things uh that are going on to make people uh want to play because when a new season normally would come out especially a new big season like 11 not or i'm sorry 11 7 and 3 uh, you have so many things to go try. Like, there's so many things. Like, I got to get my hands on the new legend. I got to try out the new map. I got to try the new POIs, the new gun. I got to try this legend that got a major buff, that legend that got a major buff. And see, there's so much to do. You got so much going on. And this season, it felt like within two days, I really tried everything, and it all fizzled out so quick for me. I mean, not, yeah. not only that is what – I mean, I agree with everything you're saying – but also from the perspective of not just you, but the entire player base, because no legends were changed at all, that, there, yes, there are more people playing Catalyst, a new legend now, but for the most part, whoever people were maining back in Season 14 are continuing to main them, because there's no reason to switch. Like, none yeah. whatsoever. Mm -hmm. I see a bit more, like, movement do. legends, a little bit more on on, um, on Broken Moon, only because yeah. the map is really good to movement legends, like Pathfinder, right. for example. But other than that, like when you go back to Wood's Edge or Olympus, you just basically see the exact same meta. Yeah, and and so like you're you, not the new map is cool, but you're still seeing the exact type of gameplay. Like, yeah. Like you're still playing against the same type of meta, which sounds really redundant when I say it, but it makes a huge difference. Not only mm -hmm. you, it does. Not only are you limited in trying new things, but you're playing the same thing. Yeah, and real quick, what do you guys think about? Catalyst. Real quick on my thoughts, oh, I, I, I think she's her. fun. I think, I, I think she's definitely fun, right? 
Fabilities, a little bit underwhelming. I think Lisa yeah. is definitely going to buff them. Very, I think, yeah, I think she's going to get a buff. I think she's going to get a buff for sure. And, rank with her. I, and I think once she gets so a buff, though, I feel like once she gets a buff, she's going to be even more insane. But I think she's definitely fun right now. She's very strategic. Like, if you eventually end up being a really skilled catalyst, I mean, you could do some serious damage in terms of helping out your team and just completely controlling and isolating gunfights. So yeah. I think she's definitely up there in terms yeah. of, you know, strategy yeah i'm really interested to see the changes they make with uh catalyst because i like there's some things that we obviously know are bugs like the crypto thing we know all of that stuff is going to be changed and and whatnot but like there's some <laughs> other things that 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 make catalyst really weird for me and that is the fact like um horizon ult can pull enemies through the wall so if you have yeah. a wall and a, and a horizon ult you can force them to be blinded and what and whatnot so uh I, like I'm curious to see if there will ever be uh, if she'll ever be strong enough to where that's viable. Uh, but the wall seems very easy to go around. The spikes aren't really, especially in, in a higher level of play. The spikes are really so pointless. Like they're so easy to dodge. You you get uh, the slow doesn't last long at all. They don't do much damage. And I I just I gotta say honestly, like I think the leaked abilities were pretty cool. Like I really yeah do. I think I, the I, leaked <laughs> abilities were cool too. Yeah, I like those more. Um, yeah, they changed it. They changed it because you guys leaked it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it is. I I could be crazy, but I think her abilities are like really fun. Like I love third partying and then splitting one guy off from his two teammates with the wall and just yeah. like completely yeah. knocking them away. And then yeah, her tactical isn't like overly overpowered and it doesn't like, you know, it is easy to hit the orb or go around it. But if you set it strategically on doors, it's really fun. And I also love trapping people in the buildings. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know about you, but like reinforcing the doors and setting the spikes on the outside and then tossing grenades in and flooding, yeah. like, just watching them panic. Like, I feel like we're back in Kings Canyon in the little, uh, what's that little area in the middle of the map? It's like a little bunker area almost. Where Caustic would, sit on, Caustic would sit on top of a door, market. throw yeah, down the trap. No, 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 no. bunker. Bun oh, it's called bunker. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah it's called on top of the little door. You'd wait for someone to come inside, he'd throw the Caustic yeah, yeah. trap, and then you'd That's go outside. Fun. I feel like I've done I haven't that had, Catalyst on human. I haven't had an experience like that with Catalyst yet, but that, I could see how that'd be fun. But I did have an experience with the wall the other day that I will say, like, if it was... The thing is, though, if it was a higher-level player, he would not have gotten destroyed like this. But uh, it was so fun because, like, when you throw the wall up, they like I could go back and forth in my wall and like yes. take, take yeah. shots at That's him and then go idea. back and yeah, the, it was yeah. a pathfinder so he could not challenge me he didn't know where I was he couldn't so he had to go all the way around by then I was able to get a battery off and even yeah. if he does come through he's slow or like he's a little bit slower he's got you know you know bad vision so it's so much easier to fry him but I could like kind of also play in the wall while I was popping a bat he was coming around the, the back end I could kind of like slowly go in the wall to continue my bat and then kind of go back and it's like it's really it really does help a lot but i just it don't does. know if that's going to be good for i don't know if if a high level player will be able to counter that very easily or yeah. if i'll know how to play the situation a little bit better but uh but yeah i, I would say she's definitely 180 different from the leaked abilities and it's not yeah. being played it's not it's not being played out the way i thought it would because i was just anticipating a massive open field you're gonna get it shot throw this portal fort looking thing down you've, your team's got instant cover this is gonna be you know beautiful and i yeah. think that would have probably been pretty well in the game in my opinion but i also i don't hate i don't hate the abilities now i just definitely like the other ones better all right dope dope we kind of touched on this a little bit uh, earlier on in this episode but did you guys know 
that Apex recently lost 100k players when season 15 dropped? Not surprised. I was surprised shocked. or not surprised? Not surprised. Not I surprised. was actually shocked. Yeah. I, I, I'm i not sure why. I mean, I knew coming down towards season 14, not many players were just disinterested. Public perception where Apex was not an all-time high. You know, we had streamers leaving. We had such... It was kind of just like a mess, right? People mm -hmm. just... It just felt like Apex was kind of just becoming... It was going on a downward trend, right? It felt like that. But I just kind of associated that with, you know, it's coming down towards the end of a season. This always happens. Season 15 is going to, like, bring back all of the hype and stuff. And even though the numbers are still good, for, I think we had, like, 400k around that on Steam, which is still very respectable numbers. I mean, compared to Modern Warfare 2 on Steam, it's, like, double that, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, Apex is still doing really good. But for Apex's standards, right, which they have set before, especially in Season 14, Losing 100k players on a season like this, which has a new map, is yes, exactly. very rare. It's not, it's not just a new season. It's yeah. the big one. That's right. That's right. So I was I was surprised. I was really, really surprised. I was surprised that... I, I was originally surprised that... Like, I had my complaints. Like, I was like, okay, there's no new legend changes and stuff. That's going to be a big one because people look forward to extra stuff to do. But I was surprised that the new map didn't have a bigger impact than I, it didn't have as much of an impact as I thought it was going to. Like I thought for instance, I thought for sure this new map was going to change everything. We're going to have like an all time high player base. This is going to be absolutely popping. Like everything's going to be just, you know, sunshine and rainbows, like to an extent, of course I knew okay. it's it going to be apex respawn at the same, you know, EA at the same time. So, but I, I, I would not expect the spike to not even come near the season 14 spike. And uh, I think that that goes to show you that this should be a hopefully a wake-up call that you can't just keep doing the same old, same old and expect things to continuously go up. Like, we've got to spice it up a little bit. I've said this for a while that I wish we would get out of this formula of, you know, we start, speak we launch a season, we launch a season, it. we'll have this collection event at, you know, a couple months in or whatever, and then we'll do this thematic event, and then we'll do, the, like, it's so, like, repetitive, it's like, just spice it up, like, do something different. I like that this season is a little different, because we got the, uh, you know, mythic skin uh, for Wraith, and then we got the seer heirloom thing to look forward to, and we've got the anniversary all in this season, there's a lot going on. But I just wish it wasn't so, like, predictable of what's going to happen throughout this season. Uh, because I just feel like this, the roadmap or this little uh, formula or schedule that they've set out has made it very outdated. Just, uh, yeah, it's outdated. It's just kind of getting repetitive, yeah. and you, it, it's not that broken map. Not that broken moon is not new. It's obviously new. It's just it's the same thing. Like it's this. It, it's packaged in a very great, familiar we've, formula. We've got a bunch yeah, of new yeah. maps, and it's getting to yeah. the point where a new map doesn't really excite me as much as it used to. I want to see something a little bit bigger. Yeah. Not. I don't know if that makes sense. No, no, I agree 100%. I think there's a number of factors. One, school's back in session, you know? So, like, the last season launched at the end of summer, so a lot of people were like, oh, we got to play video games before the, the end of this year. I also think, like Jay said, like, there's just not a lot of upgrades. Like, personally, as someone who loves Apex Legends I've played since day one, God of War is out. I'm, I'm playing God of War. Like, straight up, that game is fresh, unique, fun, and I can just relax and have a good time. Sonic Frontiers just came out. Modern Warfare 2 just came out. Overwatch 2 just came out. There's a ton of competition. Warzone 2 is coming out. I am yeah, 21 Warzone and 3. 2. I am 21 and 3 on Modern Warfare 2 game battles. 
Like that, I've been playing it a lot. <laughs> okay, dude. go like, ahead, go ahead, just brag, just brag. Yeah, bro, I wasn't like that. I've been funny. playing it nonstop. Like it is so fun. Like no, it's fun. Yeah, I don't know. it really is. What I was looking for Apex is not. I'm not I, looking I for Apex to have a new map or a new gun or new legend. Like I want those things to come because they're you know th those are the things we always look forward to. But it's about time that we get the private match feature for everyone and uh and that we get some. Uh, new modes that stay around for a little longer or whatever, and we'll maybe some stickers, and you'll be happy. Yeah, I, that's <laughs> ridiculous. It's crazy. Yeah, no, no, I mean... we, we don't have cross progression. We don't have a true next gen exactly. update. You know, yeah. like, and all these games are launching with it, and instead we get a gifting system and that doesn't work sticker packs. And yeah, that doesn't work and, and stickers. And it's just like, look, I'm fine if they want to add that stuff in. I get it. You have to make money. That's the whole business model of being a video game especially a live service model but no one for the last three years has been asking for stickers <laughs> no like one. no no one stickers overpriced years, I, I, I think Apex i saw needs, a clip we need the overpriced and they're overpriced yeah. ridiculously overpriced i remember yeah. i saw a clip of how opening a stick on on stream and i think he paid like three dollars for the for the for the pack right and yeah. he got one sticker uh a common flatline skin and some crafting metals and he's like wait I, I just paid three bucks on a sticker bro i uh i tweeted this out yesterday this is this is the craziest logic i've ever heard of in apex legends so a sticker pack costs three dollars it comes with two items and a sticker and it's three dollars an apex pack which is one dollar comes with three items one dollar for three dollar for the same amount of items. The only reason they've increased it by three hundred percent is because the sticker is epic <laughs> rarity. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. That's like that's literally giving I a giant keep, middle finger. To I your can't fans. keep defending this, man. I really can't. <laughs> yeah, this like if your sticker pack was a dollar, like fine, I get it. That way they're guaranteed a sticker that they want. But you you increased the price three times because you you dubbed that the stickers would be epic rarity. I don't know what makes them epic. But you, nothing about the stickers are shows. I'll tell you, and literally, like, okay, not to hate on the design team at all, because I think everybody's, I, I, I think people are doing their problem. I, I would assume the best of people that they're doing their best job and they're probably, there's someone somewhere telling them, here's your limitations or something. Mm -hmm. But when you look at skins, oh, like in Valorant, where you freaking kill someone and all of a sudden your barrel turns into a dragon who's breathing fire and all of this stuff. And you've got stuff like I've never seen before. Like, dude, if you added the stickers and they were 3D and they popped out or they glowed this weird color and they changed all these colors, like you can make them to where they're not just flat 2D images that yeah, nobody cares about. A hollow spray sticker would be dope. That's a good yeah. idea. Throw in a hollow spray sticker, but no, it's, yeah. it's literally a PNG. That they slap it's a PNG, in the game. exactly. That's the what bothers me is it's like stickers could have been done so much better, but the PNGs make it look like they really just were looking. Honestly, for... I'm not, I'm not even mad at the sticker design. I'm mad at the sticker design being priced at what it's priced yeah. at. Like, yeah, if you want to bring yeah. these these stickers in the game, then okay, why have the packs be so expensive? Like, who who's really going out there and spending three dollars on a sticker pack? I bought one, not realizing that was the setup right when the season launched and I'm, I'm mad at myself for it now i'm like oh that was stupid and, and you can't the other thing is you can't even rotate the sticker like it's it's, it's put on a set place on the healing item yeah so like you can't and sometimes rotate it's it. not and sometimes it's not rotated like the way it's rotated bothers me like it doesn't look right like it'll just be crooked or something it just yeah it was a, yeah and, and i think 
fundamentally the player base is kind of pissed off. And I think that led to a viewership decline because when you have the player base, like the people that switch over to PC waiting for cross progression, when you have them waiting for a next gen update to play the game, when we've been waiting for custom lobbies and they just, there's no update. There's no communication on where we are at with those features, but mm -hmm. they're like, but here's a sticker. Like, sorry, you can cut this part out. Go fuck yourself. Like, honestly, let's remember, <laughs> let's remember that they're still, even though we know a little bit more about where they're at with cross progression, it's not because respawn came out and told the, the community it's yeah. because alpha intel said something and so and so said something so it's only out there because of people who chose to talk about it it's not out there because respawn's being transparent with the community and wants to you know say hey we know that we said this we're you know we're sorry that we're not there yet blah 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 so that's what bothers me is like the communication we have is not respawn yeah. really communicating it's mainly like uh leaks of communications or yeah. something and that's weird because respawn used to be for <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah but that's that, that's weird because respawn used to be in the early days like respawn used to be a lot more communicative mm -hmm. i think as apex has grown and there's more um there's more at stake now respawn has kind of well i think they were told maybe i don't know i could be i could just be speculating so don't take my word as like um as fact but i, I think they're just not as open with us because when you look at a game like call of duty for example right even though cut is a huge game I still think that you know that game has a lot of issues at least infinity ward is a little bit more i want to say in touch with the community like when when the game launched and there were all those issues and bugs they were pretty much frequently updating them and saying okay this was going on you know so um i wish we had that from responsibility i wish we had an explanation as to why there's going to be no rank changes or no legend like give us a, a blog post you know yeah hey, you legends. obviously know that so many people wanted to see it so when you know yeah. that you're not going to when you know that you're going to spark a fire or that you're going to you know ruffle some feathers or whatever come out and say we know y'all wanted to see this here's why we made the decision to not do it like, yeah i mean yeah that just makes I more think sense when ryan was there i think they were doing that they would they would so, do it Jay, you kind of know about this because I kind of like shared this the information with you, and this is fine to be in the podcast and stuff. But like, there was an EA employee that basically like sat down and talked to me, and like, there are they were a lot more communicative, like Kajana was saying, but EA was not happy about certain employees talking too much, and it I knew almost that. became a we're bigger than the game or putting themselves as big of the game, and so. EA let go of some of the employees that were doing that basically uh and I'm not gonna like name names or go into any of that but like yeah that's why they've kind of like shut down and stopped talking there was like yeah. EA kind of put their foot on Respawn's neck yeah as I expected and yeah there was also that guy on Reddit who like I didn't oh. recognize his name but he was uh saying that like he left Respawn doesn't work there anymore but basically like the reason they stopped doing it before he left was because every time they tried to come out and say something it was like like 20 percent positive like actually having a discussion and 80 percent just people like flaming them for no reason not even wanting to talk about it just want to just want to slander your name for no reason so it was it became mm -hmm. to the point where the trolls were just so loud and the the normal conversations were not and so it just became like i guess they just saw it as a lost cause to even try to talk about it yeah. okay that makes sense well i guess there's there's much there's really multiple reasons right now why the community kind of feels a bit um alienated from apex i think another reason too is because of competition i mean 
all of us here, uh, I would say we're not pros, but we're very invested in Apex. I mean, you guys obviously make content on the game, so you have to be invested, right? So if you guys are playing different games like Modern Warfare 2, God of War, Overwatch 2, can you imagine what the casual player is doing? The casual Apex player. Of course, they're playing different games, especially with the current you know climate that we're in with so many games dropping around the holiday time. So I think competition plays a big role in it too. I'm really interested to see what Warzone 2 brings to the table and how Apex responds. Because that's going to be a big BR that's directly competing with Apex. You know, I mean, if let's just say, for example, if Warzone 2 is hugely successful, then it, it kind of just, you know, revitalizes the franchise, right? What happens if Nick Milks leaves Apex for a while and, go, and goes to play Warzone 2? What happens to the, you know, I'm talking about like streamers also have a lot of influence on the perception of, of a game. So... We will see if what streamers happens. migrate somewhere. Yeah, it could give yeah. the indication. Oh, you know, this exactly. game's not doing as good as it used to exactly. be. Maybe they're all going over exactly. there. And it's yeah, already I think happening. Warzone has got a lot to improve on from the original Warzone if they want to really compete with Apex. Because, like, I will say, Apex's esports e scene does pretty well. Like, oh yeah, uh, for sure. And I think if Warzone really wants to compete like that. They're gonna have to make some changes like that are pretty drastic from what they were doing from the original Warzone because a lot of their tourneys were just kind of weird pop-up tourneys and kind of like here's a hundred K tourney for mm -hmm. this event, or you know, like these pro players play with this. So it was like really, really weird. There wasn't really a big format like ALGS kind of thing. And but even thing that like Warzone really needs to compete in in a competitive sense. Like a lot the majority of players don't care about competitive, to be honest. Like the casuals who just watch streams and vibe with their favorite streamer and play Warzone for yeah, I would say for, like, Apex probably kills. more competitive game. Apex is well, definitely I, more I'll die on this hill. I don't think like look, I, I, I like Call of Duty, I like the gameplay. It's not exactly like the most technically there are people that are very highly skilled and get to that like a very yeah. high skill ceiling. But the skill ceiling between Apex and Call is a lot lower. Is yeah, a lot for, sure. for sure. I'm not comparing the two games based on like skill or based on mechanics. I'm comparing the two games based like if we're looking at Popularity. these two games from a yeah. from a business perspective, like if I were a CEO of Activision, Apex would be a direct competitor to me. Simply because of the fact that we're both BRs and we're both FPS games, right? We share a similar player base in terms of not just like the, the casuals who might migrate from Apex to Warzone, but also the streamers, the content creators who produce content for these games typically tend to play both of them as well. So even though they're very different games, and I actually saw somebody say how Warzone takes more skill than Apex. They're dumb. Please, stop talking. No, yeah, but even, but yeah, even though they're different games, they still compete, so... I'm really interested to see if this competition pushes Respawn to like, you know, kind of just shake it up and introduce new stuff. We'll I see. want Respawn to be pressured. Like, I want Respawn to be have their backs on against the wall so that like they're forced to EA. I want EA to feel like, oh, wow, this game is this other game is starting to really do good. Yeah, I, like, because I feel like we've just been so uncontested for so long. And that's why a lot of these features are not like maybe they're not funded Priority. like they should be or something. But I, I feel like if we had our backs up against the wall and there was some other game that was really, really challenging Apex, they would really kick it into gear and say, we've got to get this done. We've got to start working on this. And maybe things would, would be a little better. Yeah, for sure. In that aspect. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. That's I just, just how I, I feel, feel like I feel like there isn't anyone we can really look to at Respawn anymore. And it kind of touches on what Kajana said earlier, but like you guys have been in the Apex scene as long, if not longer than me, obviously. And 
when you heard something from Chad Grenier, it got you excited. When you heard something mm-hmm. from Vince Zimpella, you got excited. Or uh, uh, McCoy. Well, Vince really, yeah, but McCoy, told McCoy, us. But... McCord, <laughs> Jason, Jason McCord. Yeah, Jason McCord. Yeah, yeah, heard from McCord. A, like, but they were all known. Like the 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 majority, they mm, not the majority, but a good amount of the people invested in the game knew of those folks over at Respawn, and even the smaller people like Rigney and those guys. But they're all gone, and there's no one we know of to really look to for the future of the game. There's, I think it's Steve Ferreira or Ferrari is the it took over for Chad Grenier. But I maybe heard two things from him, and one was that we were going to get an LTM in season eleven for Stormpoint. Uh, so, don't, not a Starting lot of trust. Off wrong. Yeah, yeah, not a lot of trust there. <laughs> I know they have a new director of comms, Karen. I haven't heard anything ever really relating to the future of Apex from her. Like, there's just no one other than Medina who gives winky emojis. There is yeah. no one like. Yeah, I feel like Josh just... is the last. He's 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 the last one standing. And then, and like, then... Josh is the last one for sure. Yeah, and then Respawn gets, like, mad. They're like, we don't like our stuff being data mined and leaked. And it's like, well, of course they're going to, like, people are going to watch the data mined and leakers because at least they, like, give people something to look forward to. There's, like, uh, like... <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know what? Uh, Thought on you basically explained it yourself. Like, I, I really think that they're not able to be as vocal as they once used to be. Like, I, I think they're being stopped from talking to us. Because, I don't know why. Maybe, as I said, maybe Apex has just gotten so big that it's no longer this this passion project where they try to treat their community and really like be engaged with them. I don't know. I could just be talking, but I feel like it's gotten really big now. And it's, it's more of a, it's a, it's a business, you know, it's a business. And I feel like the people who are in charge just don't want anything to possibly mess up their business with Apex. So I feel like that's why they're not as communicative as they used to be, but. It's just sad to see. I I really felt like, like uh, in season three to season probably eight or nine, that I would say not season only was seven. the game. Well, not only that the game was fantastic, but it felt like a community. Like, mm-hmm. and I, I know this is gonna come off really cheesy, but like as much <laughs> as there was like like stuff going on with oh the developer said this blah 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 blah, blah but like it felt like family. Like like yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. was tight knit and a lot closer, and that could just be nostalgia, but it just felt different not just in the gameplay and the mechanics but the community was amazing and i think respawn would actually agree with that i think if, if the they game was new as this, well maybe that's why because yeah. it was new it was like you know but after four years like I'm, i think you know people have short attention spans after four years yeah. a lot changes if you're not able to continuously re- um, reinvent yourself and like yeah so I think that's what's taking place with Apex. It's just, it's still right now, but as we always say in these episodes, guys, the potential for Apex is still there. Still has a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just needs to be tapped into. I, I wish someone at EA or Respawn could just see that potential and just, you know, just go at it because there's no reason why Apex should not be, you know, sitting on top of the Twitch viewership every single day with over half a million concurrent players, with everyone loving it. There's still going to be complaints, of course, but it shouldn't be like this where we have to wonder, you know, are we getting this? You know, are we getting content? You know, why didn't we get an update with actual legend changes? It shouldn't be like this. I, I think the the TV show that's coming out soon will, will help a lot. I think it'll bring a lot of people into it and it'll, it'll I think it'll bring in a lot larger of a fan base be, I, i'm yeah. really looking forward to it it was uh, a lot of people didn't notice it but uh we had her on uh last episode melee mess melee melee 
Melly, Melly, thank you. She put on Twitter that she was at the Warner Brothers studio. Um, and it was a couple days after or the same day as the Lifeline voice actress. And then not too long ago, Ellie Newlands was also at the same exact studio. And so was Crypto's voice actor. And so they all seem to be going there right around the same time. And it would be weird uh, because Warner Brothers doesn't do anime. And that is what uh, uh, Catalyst voice actors, I'm gonna, I just am horrible with them, I'm not even gonna try it. But uh, that uh, doesn't have anything to do with Warner Brothers. Uh, so she, as a voice actress, wouldn't have much of a reason to go there unless with the other Apex Legends, they're all going there to do a show. Uh, and, and it's, I'm all, I, I want to say if that's true so bad. Like there's yeah, no way I do too. It's gonna be it's gonna be I I just know it's gonna be amazing. There's no way an Apex show cannot be amazing. There's no way. There's no way. Mm -hmm. There's no way. Yeah. Right. I, I'm interested to see how it does too. I think I think like you said, it'll kinda put us out there in a little bit more broader scale and maybe we'll get some more people interested in the content. Even if they don't play, they might be more interested in like the lore on the game that coincides with the lore on on the show uh so i think it'll be interesting i think it'll be a good addition as well yeah for sure for sure all right I just <clears> noticed <throat> uh jay's window got completely dark dark it's dark bro this the time changes it's crazy yeah. bro it's 552 and it's pitch black so guys this might be one of the craziest glitches that apex has ever had I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about. This brand new heirloom glitch where you could basically get a free heirloom on or heirloom shards if your internet messes up. What do you guys think about that? What do you what think, Thornton? Yo, Mandalorian. That's sweet. I agree, honestly, Thornton. I think that's <laughs> a great point that you make there. And honestly, I feel like, too, that they really, really, really just need to give everybody free heirlooms. But in all seriousness, I, uh, I mean, well, actually, when you think about it, Free heirlooms is not a bad idea because, you know, we've kind of dealt with a lot of crap with this game. But I think that free, I, th I think that the heirloom glitch is uh, a lot of people were worried like you were going to get your account banned if you did this. But I think like a lot of people made a good point that there's so many people that did the glitch. There's so many people that found out about yeah, the glitch. Yeah, yeah. They're not going to ban. Oh, and it's no. like, it's so harmless. Like they'll probably not reactively ban. take it out. They have a way of tracking who has it validly and who doesn't. So they'll just yeah. pull it out of the people's account. I, I think I they should let them keep it. I think I think I think as a as a, a thank you to the Apex fans. <laughs> I not that I disagree with I you. Think, I think I think as a thank you. Listen to the whole podcast, the whole and the anniversary is coming up. We have the Apex anniversary coming up. I think it's people. it's Christmas as well next month. I feel like they should be. You know what? Hey legends, thank you for your continued support. All of you guys who did the heirloom glitch get to keep one heirloom of your choosing. You're welcome. That's a great idea. That's I a good idea. Great, but Could you imagine going to the gas station and they're like, we know that paying $4 a gallon is not great. We're just going <laughs> to give you a dollar a gallon for today. You know what? Right? We know that you paid all this money to get the bottle pass, to get the flatline skin, and we changed it. So we're going to give you an heirloom to make up for it. I, I would love the free heirloom thing, and they'll never ban the accounts uh, because while it is a violation of term of service, you didn't infringe on anyone's ability to enjoy the game. If anything, it enhanced your version of the game. But uh, yeah, this is a company that sells $3 sticker packs. So yeah. <laughs> and also, I think like people kind of accidentally got the heirloom as well. Like it wasn't something that you could, like, it wasn't something that you did all the time trying to get it. You would just yeah. log in and it would just be there. So it's response for, let's keep it. Yeah.
let us keep it. He, this man think he thinks he's gonna get the key back. <laughs> I mean, I haven't got any. I haven't got. Well, no, listen, listen, listen. Himself, and he's got every one of them. Yeah, I haven't got any. I, I haven't got any. But let me just say this. You know, I switched the PC respawn, and I had the Wraith heirloom, the Gibby heirloom. I think I also had. Uh, I had one of the. I had three heirlooms on my PS4, and you guys didn't give us cross progression, so I can't even get back those heirlooms on my account on my PS4 account. So why not just give us free heirlooms on PC? EA's counteroffer. Yeah. Thank you for paying twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, EA's like, thanks, but no. Especially since cost progression doesn't even really matter to me. Like, I literally thought that cost progression meant that everyone who switched up their a new platform could go back and get all of their stuff on their previous platforms. I thought that up until like two weeks ago when when Jay and Thornton told me it doesn't look like that. It's only like for new players who are just switching to like. Yeah, I think actually uh, Drew McCoy said when the game came out back in 2019 that cross progression will never come to apex legends because the way that the game was built with the systems it would never ever work and then like a year later they're like fuck it let's try it and so they they started making it and then now we're at a point where like we don't know if we can make it he said that they don't first... even know their own limitations yeah, they they really don't because at first I remember he said that about crossplay and said that crossplay cannot come because the way the game was built it's not going to work. Then they brought it eventually, and then the same thing with cross progression, same thing it won't work. And like you said, now they're trying it, and then it doesn't look like it's going too well. So yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised six months from now they're like, you know, it's just not going to work. <laughs> yeah, hopefully with I, I don't know too. why it can't work. I really okay. don't. Like if you can if you can put in a gifting system. Just yeah. make a, a big version of that. I don't understand. Like, I know I'm not a dev. I know I'm not a dev, but how? why can't there be a way to upload all of your account information to a cloud and then go to your new platform and download that account information, like have a one-time token of downloading this account information? I don't, I don't I'm know. Almost, I'm almost positive they can do it, but their problem is that they are so worried about people exploiting it because it is built on a crappy source two engine that people would share stuff across multiple different accounts or find a way around it and just give themselves free stuff because the game is incredibly easy to hack as we've seen yeah from hg420 the game server's been taken off and so their worry probably at this point is well we could do that but we would lose money like like more money than than normal from adding in a cross progression system. So I think they're fully capable of doing it. I don't think it's that difficult. I don't think uh, they ever consider how happy viewers would be that they did it, and maybe they'd be more willing to buy buy more or something. Not saying that they wouldn't lose money, but I think it would have a good effect on the community. Yeah, agreed. And see, I, we'll I'd see. be more likely to spend money if the game was better. <laughs> like if they brought a lot of the features, <laughs> why are you laughing? Like it's not true. Like if if they <laughs> had more, if they had like all these other features that we've been asking for, I'd be I'd I'd, I'd spend some money in a heartbeat because no, I'm no, like, bro, it, love this I game. mean that's just a factual thing. So say you have a car, right? Like you have you there's a 1992 Toyota, and there is a 2020 Bugatti Veyron, right? Like say you have the two, which one are you going to spend more money on to maintain? Like, yeah, you're yes, right. the Toyota you're right. needs more work, but you're probably not planning on playing with that junker for very long. Mm, and it's the same right, thing right. with Apex. You're, you're, it's not going to have that long of a shelf life. Why am I going to invest my money into this long term? You're not. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. You know what, guys? I think that pretty much sums up this episode. It kind of seems like we were being negative in this episode. Trust me, guys. That's not, that's not just our, being real. Our, 
with this being real, just talking to you guys about you know the reality behind Apex right now. And if you guys have any thoughts about season 15 or what you think Apex needs to do or anything you want to specifically see change in this game, leave your thoughts down below in the comment section because you never know who could be watching. You never know who could be watching those comments. So do that. I, do. I see everyone. Um, be nice. <laughs> and also, guys, don't forget, we're also on Spotify and Apple Music. So click the links down below to find us on those platforms. And I guess we'll see you guys in episode nine next week. Later, Gators.